thanks everyone for locking in. Um, obviously, got Darren Randolph joining us today. So, um, yeah, West Ham keeper, Republic of Ireland keeper, um, Premier League goalkeeper, obviously. So, um, yeah, we're just going to get him in here. I think he's already in here. Okay, cool. He is. All right. Um, so, also, um, before I get him in, noobs. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, so also, before I get him in, um, if you do want to catch up on any of the lives, they are all um, on YouTube. So this one will probably be out on YouTube tomorrow. So, um, yeah. Hi, my barbers. Yeah, listen. Yeah, I've got them, I've got them, them, them good trims. Um, no, um, shout out trims. He comes to my house to do it. Do you know what I mean? Don't have to go there. Um, let me get him in now. Here he is. Just coming in now. Absolute shock here in here. What's happening? Yeah. Nothing. What's good, man? I just heard you talking about trims. I just, I'm waiting for him to come. Come help me out. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, he does you as well, isn't it? Yeah. 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 No. Um. He did mine yesterday. He did my yesterday. It was um, it was about time because yeah. if you'd seen me, it was like everywhere. I only spoke to him probably two days ago, mm. and I said to him, you know, it's not going to be long until I'm going to need a need a little fix up. Need a little fix up, yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, no, you're good, you're good. But um, yeah, no, no. thanks for doing this, by the way. No, no problem, no problem. Yes. Um. So, how you been, man? How you been keeping? I'm all right. Uh. Considering we ain't been training, still have a little, little routine. Been given workouts to do from the club, from West yeah. Ham. So it's been easy that way. Morning routine, go for a run or a cycle, wherever that is. Come back, breakfast. Yeah. Another workout around lunchtime. And then probably one more workout in the evening. So I'm doing two or three a day. So as long as I'm routine and scheduled, I'm, I'm all good. Yeah. Are your workouts like, any different because you're a keeper? Or just get given the same workouts? Like, as everyone else? Uh, it's all individualised. So most of our stuff would be like strength, strength and power stuff. A mm. lot of leg work. Mm. Um, again, everybody has their own individual, individual uh, workouts. Mm. Um, on top of that, we've been, given, we've been given set days and set times to go into the training ground, just literally like one by one. So you have an hour slot where yeah. it's, just, it's just you in the training ground. Oh, so you've actually been been able to go into the ground then? Yeah, started. We we did once once a week uh, last week, but it's literally just me on the pitch, and mm. then like the physios way way up the other end, just in case something mm. happens. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're not allowed. We're not allowed to see anybody or talk to anybody. So. Mm. Do you miss it? Yeah, miss miss more so just being around the lads, having that, having just having a bit of crack in, the, in like around the dressing room and just around the club. Yeah. Uh, and training it's boring just training by yourself. Like, yeah. Especially for me, trying to put on a goalkeeper session for myself, mm. using rebound boards. You know, for an hour, hour and a half, it's just it's just tough. Yeah, I was about to say that because I saw a young boy, funny enough, on Twitter who I think you've actually invited him to your academy, actually. 
Yeah. The young boy that was kicking the, the ball. Made kick, kick off the ball, kick off yeah. the ball, sorry, and then was diving after it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah. that's what I imagine you, you sit there doing. Pretty much. We have, we have, like, three or four different kind of rebound boards. You got, mm. like, you know, the normal orange one where, where people will pass off. Mm -hmm. Then we have other, like, little, like, springy nets where they'll, like, uh, ping off at different different heights, different levels. No, that's mad. So, it's so funny. Every time I hear you speak, no matter how many times I hear you speak, I don't know why, I just always feel like you're from South London. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, everybody, everybody gets a surprise. I just I always think you're from South London. And then, speak and people, like, they give me, like, a double take. Yeah. Like, second look. Even when I spoke to you the other, the other week, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forget this guy is actually Irish. So, yeah. and, you're, and you're fully, like, with the accent and everything. So how did it even come about, you, you know, ending up in England? Because you started off in Ireland, right? Yeah, I started off just playing, like, Sunday League um, from a local team. And mm. basketball, basketball was always, always my favourite sport. It was, like, mm. the, the, the number one sport in my family. Yeah. So I just played football just because my friends played. And ended up going to this tournament called the Milk Cup, which is in yeah. Northern Ireland. Uh, went there with the Sunday League team, did well. Ended up uh, going uh, on trial to a few teams from there. Mm. And <clears throat> my uh, Sunday, Sunday League team ended up having a link with Charlton. Yeah. Ended up going back and forth to, to Charlton on trial. And ended up signing there uh, just when I turned... Turned sixteen and moved mm. over. What was that? What was that like for you coming over from Ireland and joining such a? Because it is a big club. Charlton is a big club. So what was that like? It's a big club, but it's it's a massive step step up in terms of going from playing Sunday League to academy, where it's structured and uh, you know it was fun, but it was serious. Mm. And you, you were there to do a job and trying to try to get to get to the first team. Yeah. So uh, quickly realised, you know, how serious it how serious it was. Yeah. Do you? How can I put this? Okay. Now let, let me let me let me go back and say, what is the thing that stuck out the most about you know when you when you went to Charlton? What's what's the one thing you remember thinking? Oh my gosh! Wow. Uh, probably the technical side of, of well, the technical ability of mm. other players. I was used to being like, uh, you know, being able to save most shots my age. Like, you know, when I was under 14, 15, 16, and I wasn't used to playing with players, you know, that were comfortable on the ball, were able to use two feet at 15, 16. Mm. And then plus, I was also bigger than most people my age in Ireland. And yeah. then I came to Charlton and, you know, got centre-backs at 16 that are like six foot four. Mm. You know, strikers that are six foot, six foot four. Mm. You know, everyone's just a lot more, they're just more physical, they were stronger. Yeah. You see, you see with out, outfield players now, you can obviously see players who are, really really good players because it's obvious in regards to their ability and everything as a goalkeeper are you able to look at keepers in training and be like he's unreal or is it literally only when they make crazy saves that you're like he's unreal is there any way to actually see how good a goalkeeper actually is before 
it's quite it, it's similar to an outfield player. You can always see when a goalkeeper has has something has something special. Mm-hmm. But again, like players, there's so many players um, that I've played with in many teams that Monday to Friday in training are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And on a Saturday, they're like we need you. Yeah, and the game may pass them by. There's other trainers. Yeah. There's other 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 players that in training, you know, I wouldn't say they'd be the worst trainers, but they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't be up there at the top every day. But yeah. on Saturday, you knew you could count on them to perform. And then with keepers, you know, is everyone loves to see the top corner saved and the reflex saved and everything else, which you should be able to do as a goalkeeper. It's trying, it's trying, it's trying to have that consistency. Yeah. Uh, week in, week out. Yeah. Which which players come to mind? Which players come to mind when you say it's not that they're bad trainers, but in training they probably ain't anything special. But come match day, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, absolutely name names. Name names. Go on. Give me. Give me one. Give me one. Who in training you would think what's going on here? And then match days because that's when it counts. To be honest, on a match in a match. That's why I'm not going to ask you who does it in training but doesn't do it in a match. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you who who in training, you know, can have maybe have an average session, but come match day they just, you know, pull it out of the bag. Uh, well, first player springs to mind when I first went to West Ham uh, was Dimitri Payet mm. because he he be able to just kind of like coast through sessions. Was never like never had a bad session, but. You know, he'd just be coasting through sessions and we used to play five aside and his team could be losing. Then all of a sudden he'd just be like, Oh, give me the ball. Before you know it, you're level or your mm. your two your two goes up. Mm. And was, then again on a Saturday you'd always perform. Yeah. Was was it ever did you ever see him do things on, on the pitch and just think, Do you know what? This is absolutely ridiculous. Because watching it from the outside, you look at him and you're just like stupid. Absolutely yeah. stupid. Did you still have that in you like when you're watching play on a Saturday yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it would happen probably daily in training there would be something in a session that he would do mm. that you just stand there and clap or yeah. you got in the change room afterwards you're like oh did you see when what, what did he just do that <laughs> how tough was it when when he like left West Ham on you guys um it was tough because it was it was I was, he was playing so well at the time. Mm. Uh, it was a massive part of obviously scoring goals and assisting goals. Um, for the players, we're quite a big team. So it was obviously his set-piece delivery for for the likes of Andy Carroll, James Collins, Winston mm. Reid, Angelo Albano was, was yeah. unbelievable. Um, but obviously, you know, he ended up leaving. And it, it was a big blow, be, be a blow to, to any team. Yeah. Um, you know, we just had to get on with it. Yeah, no, I hear that. Great media answer there, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. But uh, what I did want to actually say um, to you, and this is a compliment to you, um, because when I asked you if you were ready, you were, you were telling me you just finished off your workout and everything. And um, I do want to compliment, like, the weight loss. Because was that a conscious thing you, you decided to, to do? Because do you ever look back at some of your old um, matches and think, oh, gosh, I was a bit, you know. Yeah, people, <clears throat> people send me pictures even to this day. I guess mm. send like old pictures from match programs, like all the time. But mm. probably 
it was probably two years ago, or maybe just longer. Um, probably when I broke into the Irish team and I started playing. Mm. It just clicked in my head. I was like, all right, I'm actually where I want to be. So now there's certain things and sacrifices and changes I need to make. Mm. And um, and I did that. I changed, changed up my whole diet. A vegan now, so I don't eat no meat, no nothing. Oh, um, put in, put in, yeah, put in like all the extra sessions, mm. all, all the all the the boring stuff that people don't see that you need to do. Um, is that Dicko? Great question. <laughs> uh, yeah, all the boring stuff, you know. Um, and literally just dedicating myself to football. So I go training, I come home, and I just be in the house, mm. do another session. And then back to the house again. Yeah. So, how how big is is that routine for you in regards to like your consistency levels? Because if there is one thing I will say, is that throughout your career as a goalkeeper, you have been very consistent, and it it shows when even in here, a lot of your past clubs they all ask you to come back. So, mm -hmm. how much of your routine goes into you know your consistency levels? Um. Yeah, I, I do try and set routines, but for me, it's more it's more of a mental. Well, for mm. goalkeepers in general, it is more mental. Um, I, I don't have like certain things I need to do during the week to be ready for a Saturday. You know, training wise, I just need to be. I need to make sure I'm ready up here. Yeah. So I'll have my little like, um, uh, what do you call it? Like visualization, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, obviously got a sports psychologist so speak to him all the time um, and I think I've played so many games you find what what works for you mm. and you know what some of the goalkeepers may need to do they, need to, they, they may need to work hard on a Friday and make sure they do you know crossing, kicking angle shots, whatever else well, I, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not like that mm. I'll I'll go out there and do whatever the coach tells me to do, just because mm. I, I know I'm ready for the game on a Saturday. Yeah, and I think it also helps that I'm I'm quite relaxed as well. Mm. Yeah. So, you you made your debut like some years ago. Have you noticed goalkeeping change over the over the years, and how have you adapted to it? Uh, massively, even from back when I was in the academy at Charlton. There was mm. no playing. Out, there was no playing out from the back. Mm. It was always put the ball down in the six-yard box. Everybody go on the left-hand side or the right-hand side. Um, kick it long. Mm. It's only over the last few years that you know you start to see teams start playing out a lot more on goalkeepers needing to be able to use their feet mm. and a lot more uh, goalkeeping sessions involve a lot, a lot more. Not mm. a lot more, but. Uh, a lot of footwork drills and passing and working on your touch. Yeah. Um, and probably now, I'm not old, I'm 32. Mm. But I do wish I would have I, I, I done more of that when I was younger. Yeah. 100%. How are you, how are you with, the, with the ball at your feet? To be fair, goalkeepers normally have excellent touches, number one. That's one thing I can normally say about goalkeepers. But do you feel comfortable playing at the back? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Again, I, and it comes down to... Uh, well, obviously, confidence in yourself, mm. and confidence, confidence in your in your teammates as well. Yeah. If the if before the game the manager says, right, we're going to look to play out, everybody has it in their head. You know, just what we're going to do. Mm. So. But then a lot of that comes down to 
actually having players who want to help who want you. Them. Yeah, exactly. Who want to want to help you do that? So you, you do have them players that pass you the ball back and then will hide behind the striker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They hide behind them, so they have to go. Yeah, so has to go. Like. Okay, cool. Um, you, um, I'm gonna go to your mother world days. Yeah, and you had to go to. No, you didn't have to go. From my understanding, Charlton actually offered you um, another deal, and yeah. you chose to you chose to go to Motherwell. Um, what was the reason behind that? Uh, yeah, Charlton they did offer me another deal. Uh, I think the end of that season, uh, I played the last fourteen, fifteen games. We mm. lost in the playoff semi-finals, I think, to Swindon. Yeah, and um, there was another goalkeeper there. Uh, Rob Elliott, who's at Newcastle now, and yeah. he was actually playing at the time, so I only ended up playing because he got injured. Yeah, and I just felt that uh, I needed to go somewhere and start off my own career. Mm. You know, go somewhere and like kind of reestablish my name because I made my debut. Uh, 20 the day mm. after I turned 20 at uh, Liverpool Anfield away yeah uh, and then by the time I left Charlton I was 23 yeah but I still hadn't played a lot of games in in, in those three three seasons since making and you had a couple of loan moves as well didn't you I had quite a few I had like five or six yeah every, every, every other season I was like not if I wasn't playing or involved I was mm. knocking on the door saying oh, I want to go on loan yeah um, now we want to talk about Hereford well, <laughs> yeah, well, you can if you want. Well, okay, what, what happened at Hereford? Because it was just a big confusion. And to be fair, when I did read up on it again, um, Alan Pardew, your manager at the time at Charlton, backed you. So what was the whole confusion that happened there? Uh, so basically, there's uh, a, goal, a retired goalkeeper now who mm. he was out coming back from injury at Wolves at the time. His name was Matt Murray. Yeah, uh, you know the Sky Sports, the presenter and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, the manager at the time brought him back into Hereford, and I've been playing. And we had an FA Cup game. I think he signed on a Friday. Got into the changing room, and I think the manager said, "Oh, you'll play today, but after this, you know, uh, Matt's gonna play whatever else." So in my head, and again, I was young, naive, probably a bit over overconfident yeah um i was just like nah i didn't come here to sit on the bench i was like mm. you just come back from from injury i've been playing well like why why would i have to sit on the bench yeah so anyways called up the goalkeeping coach at the time <clears throat> he was like well i actually called him up after i decided i said oh, i'm not playing mm. so the manager's like oh you're not gonna play i said nah he said oh well you can pack your bags and go and i think because I was young, he probably thought I would have backed down and thought, oh, okay, I'll, I'll stay. Yeah. So I just said, okay. So I walked out, picked up my bag from the changing room, went back to the apartment, literally packed my, packed my suitcases, got on the train and went back to, went back to Charlton. So by the time I got back on, on the train down, I called the goalkeeping coach. He was like, you fool. He was mm. like, what, like, what are you doing? Yeah. So anyways, got back to Charlton. Went into Alan Pardew's office again. He was like, um, "You know what you did was wrong, uh, but I'm gonna obviously back you." And you know, fair play to him. He did. He, he did back me. 
Okay, cool. So that's that's actually interesting that he he backed you like yeah. publicly, but behind closed doors he was still telling you you were wrong. That's oh that's well that. behind like obviously mm. what I, what I just said to you, what he said to me was mm. a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Worse. yeah. You know yeah. I mean? It was uh, he, he didn't he didn't put it to me nicely, um, but again he said you know I'll I'll, I'll back you which he did, um, so again that was another lesson to me at a young age, um, you know, not to kind of be so be so hasty and it, it's part of the learning curve as a yeah. goalkeeper. Um, I thought you did know. it. I thought you did it. So you just didn't want to be cut tight. <laughs> ah, well, funnily, funnily enough, I actually, I, so I didn't play the FA Cup game. I went mm. back to Charlton and I was training like just for most of the season. Mm. Uh, ended up playing in the FA Cup against Norwich. Yeah. In a way, I think we won one nil, and then I think it was the next game. No, in training that week, Rob got injured, mm. and then I ended up playing them for the rest of the season. Yeah. So. I kind of look back and think, well, maybe that worked in my favour because it would have been somebody else playing that cup game. Yeah. And then Rob got injured. And then... Um, Is it? Yeah, it could have been someone else. Okay, quick question. One of the best goalkeepers for Charlton Athletic, would you ever sign back for Charlton if you had a chance? Um, it's a bit difficult when they're not in the... Because you, you probably want to play Premier League, right? Yeah, I had a great time there, you know. Um spent what seven years there so it was a massive part of my of of, of my learning curve you know mm. um been back there to play a few times yeah um but again you, you know you never you never know never say never yeah never say never cool so motherwell um is where you first if i'm if my you know my notes are correct you first had european football mm -hmm. What was that like for you? Well, that was that, that was one of the main reasons why I went is because we had a Champions League qualification um, mm. football. Yeah. Um, and I think in the two seasons we were there, we ended up playing Olympiacos, uh, Copenhagen. Um, I don't know some team from 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 Norway. I can't remember their name. Yeah. Um, and Levante uh, in Spain. In Spain, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That was uh, that was one of the big the big reasons why I went. And um, first season, I think we finished sixth. But the second season, that was when Rangers were going through all their financial trouble. Yeah, so you ended so, up qualifying. Yeah, so we had we had two seasons where we finished second, mm. um, which is massive for the club. Uh, I think we had cup final there as well. Mm. So yeah, great times there. Was oh, that yeah. someone just commented? Oh, dense. That's that. That, that was what. That was one of the other teams from the from the qualification. Oh, dense. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, was, would you say Motherwell was where you really took off as a player? Uh, probably helped helped me get probably back to back to England, uh, back down to the Championship. Mm. Um, again, it was where I probably I was able to build up my reputation as a goalkeeper again. Yeah. So, did you? Because you've got a there's a there's a trend that happens with you. Like you legit finish your contracts. <laughs> so you finish your contracts and then you move on. Um, so when you went to Birmingham at the end of your contract, was with Motherwell? Was that because 
the goal was always to come back to to England and literally just challenge and be a better player. Yes, just be a better player, be the best that I could be. Um, at the end of obviously uh, Birmingham contract again, they had offered me another one, but there was interest, you know, uh, from the Premier League, uh, yeah. and that's obviously where everybody wants to wants to wants to get to. Mm. So. Um, you know, it was an opportunity that I couldn't, I couldn't turn down. You see, when you're playing in in like championship, again, because you're a goalkeeper, like the way I phrase certain questions, it's it's going to be a bit different. But with certain with an outfield player, you can easily ask them, "Do you notice the difference in the leagues?" You know, in regards to when you're playing or whatnot. But for a goalkeeper, is it still the same, or does it literally just come down to you still have to just stop shots, basically? No. Uh... Probably with players and strikers, they're a lot. Obviously, the higher level you go, the quicker they are, <clears throat> kind of up here in what, mm. what they want to do. Uh, and then obviously the, the 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 quality of the crossing or the finishing is a lot better as well. Mm. You no, know, there's more power and precision um, uh, in, in in what they do. Yeah, is is there a striker you, that you come up against sometimes? Where you, well, you know you're going to come up against a striker and just think, you know what, I have to be on, on point today because it could be very long for me. Well, yeah, well not one striker in particular, but you know, you come up, you come up against like big teams, mm. um, you know, you definitely know you need to, you need to be on point. Um, mm. But again, sometimes that don't always happen. Like, yeah. I see. I saw a clip the other day, and I, I, I still remember it now. When we played, uh, uh, who do we play? Is it Arsenal? And Alexis Sanchez came through one on one, and he's like, I don't know. I think he pretended to kick the ball. Yeah. He's like sat me down and then scooped it over me. <laughs> that, was that, was the, that was the first time like anyone's ever mm. ever done that. But then again, that just shows the class of of the top players, the calmness that he had to do that in mm. training. And again, be, um... even then, then Dimitri Payet ended up doing it, you know, for us against, I can't remember, it might have been Crystal Palace as well. I can't remember either. That was when Sanchez scored a hat-trick, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I remember them times as well, funny enough, for West Ham, where you were, not you, sorry, but West Ham, I think you were struggling them times. And the atmosphere in the new stadium wasn't, wasn't the greatest. Like, very quickly, before we actually get on to West Ham, what was the the atmosphere like for you as a player around about those times play, playing in that stadium? In a new stadium? Yeah, the new one. Uh, well, I had the last the last season at the bowling ground. Mm. The atmosphere was unbelievable. And yeah. Like, uh, teams hated coming there to play. Mm. Um, and then the first season at the Olympic Stadium, obviously, where, you know, you had people who have been kind of sat beside each other Singing and whatever else for years, having to move to a new stadium, all separated. Mm. One, they wanted everybody to, uh, you know, to sit down and nobody to stand. And I always remember, you know, there was fights between the fans and the stewards, fights between the fans and themselves. Mm. Um, and it was just kind of trying, everybody trying to get used to the new, the new stadium and the new layout of the stadium. Are you privy to that when you're on the pitch, or is it something you just hear about um, after the fact? Uh, no, sometimes I wouldn't even we wouldn't even notice. Uh, mm. Someone else would have to would have to point it out. Yeah, yeah. 
Nice man. So, um, question here: Who is your footballing inspiration? Well, growing up, I had three goalkeepers: so there Shea Given, uh, David James, and Peter Schmeichel. Oh, um, Shea Given. So, what was that like getting called up? Because obviously, you got called up to the Irish squad, and Shea Given was there. Yeah. Were, were you starstruck, or was it just like whoa, or just business as usual? No, at, at first. Yeah, I was. I was like, it's, it's like you go from watching someone on the TV then to, 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 to training with them. And then mm. they're obviously watching them train, they're trying to pick up like uh, little bits and pieces of, of, of you know, what, what does he do that I can take off him? Or like, what, what, what does he do good? He starts mm. to study, yeah. um, study, you know, what he does. And then after a while, it just becomes it becomes normal. Once you start speaking and you start having jokes, laughing back and forth, mm. they, yeah, that that kind of wow feeling kind of goes out the window. Yeah, playing for Ireland, what was that like for you? In terms of the pride and the feeling, everything. What, what was it like? It's a cliche. It's a cliche. It's like uh, like it is like a dream come true. Mm. Um, Again, from going on from when you're when you're younger, watching watching the team play on the on the telly, then to uh, actually being on the pitch representing your country, yeah, um, it's massive. It's massive. Yeah. Like so much, so much uh, pride in actually in actually being able to do that. Mm. I want to ask you about Martin O'Neill and, and Roy Keane, but I'm actually going to ask about Trapattoni. He was he's you were you played on the Trapattoni, right? Yeah. What was he like? Because he comes across as one that doesn't really talk, but I can imagine behind clothes, this is just what I formulated in my head. He's probably got a temper on him. Uh, he didn't really speak that much English, to be honest. He was very calm, very relaxed. Mm. Uh, like really quietly spoken, but he didn't really speak the best uh, English. Yeah. Um, so he used to have like, the goalkeeper's coach try and translate um, you know, his messages and what, what exactly he was trying to get across to the players. Mm. Uh, he didn't even always get people's names right. He was calling people by their wrong names. Mm. Um, but I think he knew what our strengths and weaknesses were. And uh, he ended up getting getting us to the Euros. Now, I wasn't involved in I didn't yeah. go to, the, to, to that Euros. Mm. But, um, yeah, he still, he still managed to get to get the team to the to the Euros. You went to the 2016? 2016 in France, yeah. Yeah. What was that like for you? The major tournament. It's, it's surreal. Mm. Surreal. I, obviously, you get there and then you're seeing all the videos, social media, you know, um, of the fans and everyone celebrating everything else. But you see a totally different side from being in the hotel and being obviously being the player and going to uh, just going training really. Yeah. Um, but again, then to play playing the games and our group was uh, Italy, Belgium, Sweden, and us. Yeah. So obviously, I think before we were obviously favourites to finish finish bottom. Yeah. Um, but we ended up beating Italy in the last game. I think one 0 to yeah. qualify from the from the group. Brady. Yeah, Robbie Brady. Yeah. Yeah, and Belgium. Oh, I remember that game actually, three 0 Yeah, three 0 I remember they were, they were decent. Yeah, yeah. Um, at what point do you get the the nod 
from the manager to say that, look, you're number one? Um, probably under Martin O'Neill, I never, I never really felt that. Always felt like you know you needed to perform and 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 he he would never give the team away until you actually get to the changing room. Mm. So I was always kind of had that nervous wait in the changing room beforehand when he's reading out the team. I'm just even, waiting waiting to hear my name. Even though you've you've literally just played the last game, you still get yeah. the finger like yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. What was what was Roy Keane like? Let me just touch on this Roy Keane because I've seen people ask me to ask you what Roy Keane was like. Mm-hmm. So um, he comes across as very militant and like no BS, no games. But is he is he actually like that? He can be, mm. but then you know you catch him, you know, around the hotel, wherever else. He's actually. They're actually quite funny. He's got some. He got some good little one-liners. Mm. But you know, when it's time to train, it's time to train. He wants everything done. You know, one hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, no mistakes. You know, and he wants everything done at a high tempo. Probably how he was used to training and playing when he was at Man United. So when you see him on Sky Sports and everything, and you know he's this guy that there's always like one video flying around of Roy Keane. When you see him, do you just laugh to yourself? Just this is this is just what he's like. Yeah, yeah, I've a laugh, and but I know that's that's him because mm. he would say whatever was on his mind either before a game, at halftime, mm. after a game, or during training. Yeah. So that is that is him. And, and like you say, you know, everyone expected you in those Euros to finish bottom of the group, but you know. The standards come from the management, and do you feel like his high standards that he sets and Martin O'Neill's, literally, is what you know drove you lot on to actually do better than most people thought you would actually do? Probably, uh, yeah. And then, we, 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 well, we're known for having a good team spirit. We did have a good, a good group of, good group of players. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, there probably was a little bit of fear. Mm. Uh, you know, you don't want to let let people down. Yeah. Or let them down, sorry. So, oh, cool. Cool. so question, what's your favourite moment for Ireland? Favourite moment? Um, I, wouldn't, I, I, won't have, I wouldn't have one. Obviously, deb- debut being one. Uh, mm. Coming on against Germany would be another one. Yeah. Uh, winning, the, beating uh, Bosnia in the playoffs to qualify for the Euros would be another mm. one. The Euros itself will be another one. Yeah. Uh, and then probably when we played Wales mm. away uh, in uh, Cardiff. Yeah. And we won 1 0 and uh, James McLean, James McLean scored. Yeah, that's big. Okay, so back to your club. You leave Birmingham, you go into West Ham. And obviously, West Ham are in the Premier League these times. Mm-hmm. So do you. In your mind, you're leaving Birmingham, first choice goalkeeper. Going into West Ham in the Premier League, is there a thing, because you're a goalkeeper and only one of you can play at the time, is it a thing of, you know what, I might actually be a backup goalkeeper here, but I'll just fight and then see how it goes? Or are you going there in your mind to be like, you know, I'm, I'm number one? No, I knew I'd go there as, as a number two. Mm. Um, but again, I had faith in myself that I would be able to go there and push and push and push 
Mm. And you obviously being second choice, you know, you're close uh, uh, like an injury or a, few, a couple of bad games away from away from playing. Mm. So I definitely back myself. Yeah. As as a goalkeeper though, are you sitting on the bench sometimes? And then when when the when the whoever's playing makes an absolute howler, in your mind, obviously you want the team to win. Yeah. But in the back of your mind, are you also thinking about, oh yeah, that's a good one. I might be in there. I might be in with a shirt. No, 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 no. Because you know the feeling as a goalkeeper when you make a mistake. Mm. So at the same time, that never. Never then it never enters my head because we work together as well on a daily basis. You get to know, you get to know people, you know, pretty well. Yeah. But um, now, first and foremost, I'm like, I feel more sorry for the goalkeeper because more than likely I've been in that situation before. Mm, you? Plus, like, as you said, you want to win, so yeah, kind of thinking, oh, please, just, just, just let's get back in the game and win it. Can you, can you like? Remember your worst, like, howler? My worst one? Yeah. Uh, probably had... I'm trying, to think of, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of one from each club. One for probably West Ham when we played Liverpool away, where there was, like, a cross that come in. Mm. Uh I've dropped across behind me and then mm. Rigi's tapped it in. Yeah. Um, I think I had one from Middlesbrough. There was a pass back and I come running out. I kick off my own defender. It's gone in. Yeah. Um, Birmingham. What's it like for you, though? Like, in that in that moment, it's not like normally if a goal goes in, if someone hits an absolute worldie top bins, you can't do anything about it. Cool. But when you make something that should be bread and butter, and as a goalkeeper, you're going to get punished more than if a striker misses, misses a chance. At that moment, you know the whole world's looking at you, fingers pointing. What is it like for you? Are you just like, you know what? Let me just, just everyone just take it and then we just move. Or are you able to actually just move on from it? Uh, nah, you just move on. Just like, move the on. Longer, yeah, the longer you're in the game, like mistakes happen, as you said, if you're a goalkeeper you make a mistake, you're going to get punished. Mm. Uh, so, there you go. I love your trim. <laughs> um, yeah, as a goalkeeper, you're going to get punished more often than not. So, uh, unfortunately, it happens. It's just, you just forget about it and move on. Yeah. Um, your best save for Middlesbrough is the free kick against Leeds. Do you actually remember that save, actually? Do you remember that save? Free, free kick against who? Leeds. Leeds or Hull? No, Leeds. Uh, I can't remember one against Leeds. I remember one against Hull. Mm. Hull, Hull City. I can't remember one against Leeds. No, that, that, was, a, that was a worldie. But you, I was looking at some of your, your YouTube clips, actually, funny enough. Yeah. And <sighs> some of the saves you make, mate. Right? Yeah. And looking back, for a big guy, you, you were quite... <laughs> Deceptively, <laughs> deceptively <laughs> agile. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did it feel like when you passed that long ball for Shane Long to score? Is that is that your only assist? 
Uh, well, you should have had a couple more. I probably had a couple more, but that that's the only one I can remember. Probably just because of the stage, the big mm. stage it was on. Yeah. Um, so, at the time, I think it's probably one of the only few times I've actually celebrated after, like, we've scored a goal. Mm. But normally I don't celebrate. I'm thinking, right, concentrate, don't let the other team come up the other, other end and score, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I think it's because we're playing, like, Germany, the world champions, we're at home, obviously we needed, we needed the win. Mm. And, uh, again, it was an assist from me that went straight through and, uh, and he scored. Yeah. So um, that's still, that's still, like, that's still... A good memory. Though. Yeah. Um. Who were you fighting um, for the number one jersey for the first time? Was that West Ham? Was it Adrian? Adrian, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funny he's gone on to bloody win Champions League. Gone on to, yeah, he's done done very very well for himself. Yeah, very well for um, So you came into the the team. You started playing. Was it your your second or third season where you actually got a run of games at, towards the end of the season? Uh, I got run. Well, when I first arrived, after a couple of games, Adrian got sent off, so I played. Three games, yeah. Uh, lost one, drew uh, one, two, and then yeah. end of that season got a few more. Uh, got we a few more time. games, so, we time. So, yeah, yeah. And then, and then my second season, and I got a run the games, um, kind of just before Christmas, all the way to the end. Mm. So, so when you because I asked because. When Middlesbrough came in for you, you were actually playing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, what was the thinking behind Middlesbrough, like the Middlesbrough move? Um, well, basically, I've been told by by the manager at West Ham at the time that I think they're bringing in Joe Hart and he was gonna he was gonna play, and that, um, obviously I'll be I'll be number two. But obviously, I wanted to keep obviously keep playing. We still had qualification for um, for the Irish team. I think it was for the World Cup at that stage, I think. Mm. Um, was it World Cup? No, it was for the Euro. The Euro, yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to lose my, lose my spot. So, um, nah, I'm lying. It was for the World Cup because I went to the Euros while at West Ham. But, um, when it 2016, 2016? Oh, Middlesbrough. Yeah, no, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I think Middlesbrough just going back down I looked at their squad and I thought, yeah, definitely going back up, you know, go there and play, you know, it'll be, be a dream, go there, get them back to the Premier League and then I'm back back where I want to be. Yeah. At Middlesbrough, first season you reached playoffs? Yeah, first season. And you lost to uh, lost Villa. Villa. Villa in the semi-final. Yeah. 1-0 uh, over both. Yeah. Both legs. Um, and the second season missed out by a point. To, uh, to yeah. uh, I think it was Derby County. Yeah, you finished a place outside of the playoffs. Yeah. What was what was that like? Because even when I'm watching, funny enough, I'll be watching the Sunderland till I die. Yeah, yeah. I'll be watching that, and you see behind the doors what it means when, like, to the club when they miss out on the playoffs. Like, for you, when you're in the playoffs and you know you lose to, let's say, Villa. What is it like for you guys, like sitting there after? Is it like we go again, or is, 
do you start replaying all the points throughout, throughout the season where you yeah, drop? Yeah, you go back automatically. You go back to different games and points you've dropped and everything else. Because once you're in the playoffs, you have you, you can't help but start thinking about other teams that have gone gone up through the playoffs and the journey they've they've gone on. You know what I mean? And then how good mm. it would be to get promoted through through the playoffs. Yeah. Um. So yeah, naturally, you know. You start going back to the games where you drop points that you shouldn't have, mm. uh, and then maybe you would have finished a place higher, and you would have drawn a different team. Results could have been different. Yeah, that kind of stuff. It's only natural. Yeah, from that Middlesbrough, from that Middlesbrough team in that first season, or even the second season, was there a player you look at and you think this guy is is the truth, mate? Like who's like a re- who was a really good player from your Middlesbrough days? Uh, well, straight away, I'm going to say Adama Traore. Like, as soon as I arrived, I was, I've never seen, I've never seen, like, I've never seen a player like him. Like, it was mm. speed and his strength. Yeah. And, you know, when we got to the playoffs, our strategy was give it to Adama. Yeah, just something will happen. Yeah, just, just let him run. And there's a mm. lot of times where we'd be defending, we'd give him the ball, he'd take off running. Mm. And then he'd have to stop and wait for people to try and catch him up. Yeah. Or he'd try and go, he'd try and go, go alone. Yeah. It's funny, I had um, Lascelles on here last mm. week and um, he was talking about St. Maximin. Yeah. And then I was, it got me thinking, like, who do you think would win in a race at Identity? St. Maximin and, and um, Adama Traore. I'm saying Adama. I've never seen, never seen anybody like it. Mm, nah. Absolutely, machine. Because we used to have even at Middlesbrough, we used to have Darren Campbell come in and do like running mechanics with, with some of the players, mm. uh, and he was working on um, like Adama's running technique and stuff. And he was like, he's he's sprinter quick, like hundred meter sprinter quick. Yeah. So, you guys in the comments, very quickly while we go on, let me know who you guys think would win in a race at St. Maximum and um, Adama Chori. But while they're doing that, uh, shout out, noobs. Um, best striker of a ball you faced? The best striker of a ball I've faced? Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm just going to say Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Mm, ooh. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because I was probably only 16, 17 at the time. Mm. The pace he used to hit the ball at, or ball with, yeah, and yeah, probably, probably him. Yeah, when he's when he hits them, they stay hit. Yeah, like they just if they he catches, just if he catches if he catches them if he catches if he's oh, if he caught one like flush, mm. and sometimes like if if, if depending on how far away he is, if you haven't got time to put your hands in the way, obviously you let it hit your chest. Mm. And you try and firm it like it didn't hurt, but in, yeah. in, inside you're thinking, "Oh man, like, I need mm. like change, like another keeper come in." Yeah, like, in a few seconds. You're from the the old school, you know, keepers. You know, you catch it. You know, everyone refers to you as safe hands. You know, when you see these like the new age kind of keepers, or it's not even new age. It's, I, I would say it's keepers who are probably coming from abroad as well, mm-hmm. and they punch. A lot of a lot of these balls out. Do you ever look at it and just think, why didn't you just catch that? Or as a goalkeeper, are you able to just be there and be like, you know what? I understand why you punched that. 
Because you, I, I look at it and I'd be like, why are you punching that? Uh, nah, I can see why. I can see why people would punch and parry because you don't want to take the risk of trying to catch something, like mm. catch a highball amongst bodies and then, you know, someone knocks your arm. Yeah. And the ball drops down and someone taps it in. So the safer thing to do would be to punch it away. Unless, unless it's really, really obvious that nobody's around. Yeah. But apart from that, I can see why, I can see why people would punch or, or, or parry and there's less risk. Yeah. Now, one of the best things I love when a keeper does when you're winning, catch it and just go and lay on the floor. <laughs> Fall on the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic, classic time waster. Yeah. Do you ever do it and then it's just so delayed and you just spend so long on the floor that you're just thinking, yeah. I might get a book in there, mate. Yeah. You do, and obviously, you still have like the six-second rule, but it never really crosses your mind when you're doing it. I don't think I've ever seen someone, like a keeper, get pulled up for that six-second rule, you know? Nah. But, you get given a few, and then eventually the referee, you know, he'll shout to you, say, you know, like, you know, be a bit quicker or else I'm going to penalise you. So mm. you kind of count to eight seconds in your head, and then you know, you know you're good. Yeah. I'll next couple of seconds. Okay, question. Who was the best player you've played with? Best player I've played with? Uh... Yeah, Dimitri Payet. Hmm. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Without okay. a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, so I'm just trying to find another question for you. Obviously, Dicko's gone cough, cough. So, I'm going to oh, have to be Dicko. Leave it, Dicko. Goal's, goal, goal's never done. Uh-oh, there he is. Um, <laughs> that was from Charlton. You were playing together at Charlton? Were you together at Charlton? Who? Me and Dicko? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course, so. Shout out to Dicko every time. Okay. So, where am I now? Okay, so Middlesbrough, you know, they missed out on playoffs. And after the second season of missing out on playoffs... Does it become a thing of now where you're just like, is this us? Is this what's going to happen? Or is it just about renewing your thinking? Uh, you think, well, naturally you think, is it going to happen? But then, mm. then you're looking to think, right, where can we, where can we strengthen for, um, for next season? Mm. Obviously, after two years at Middlesbrough, or after your, when you get relegated, the parachute payments stop. Yeah, obviously you can't keep going spending spend the money on people. Mm. You need obviously to try and like balance the books off and everything else. Yeah, was was that a contributing factor to you eventually going back to West Ham? Uh, what for them to balance the books? Yeah, uh, not just the chance to um, get back to the to the Premier League, and mm. you know it was it was probably more so luck in the fact that. I think Fabianski had just come back from an injury. Yeah. And I remember watching the watching the game there they played Sheffield United away. Uh, yeah. and he kicked the ball and um had to come off injured again. And and, and that's how that's how the move actually, you know, uh, came through. How did you so how did how did that move like materialise that? How how soon before the move or how long before the move did you actually know? You know what? I'm probably going to end up at West Ham. Well, I knew there was interest, but whether it happened in the January or not, I didn't. I didn't know because I didn't know if Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough would let me go. Mm. 
Um, and then again, it's, it's, it's rare for a keeper to move in the January window. Obviously, normally yeah. people want strikers or defenders or, you know, an attacking, some, some, some form of attacking player. Mm. So, um, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't too sure if it was even going to happen. Yeah. Um, who do you think, just a question about that, who do you think might eventually inherit the number one jersey from you for the Irish team? Um, I don't know. To be fair, there's a few decent young young goalkeepers out there. Obviously, the last the last couple of squads, uh, but uh, Kieran O'Hara, and Mark Travers, Mark Travers at Bournemouth, Kieran O'Hara's on loan at Burton Albion from Man United. Queen Kelleher, who's at Liverpool. Yeah, he's already he's already got a Champions League medal in, in before he's <laughs> before he's twenty. Yeah, got uh, another another young one at um, Man City called Gavin Bazuna. So. There's there's quite a few, so I guess it's just a space we just have to watch and see once once everyone gets out there and starts playing. And this current West Ham crop, who in this in this current team would you say is like you guys is like match winner? What for West Ham? Yeah, for West Ham right now. Uh, well, probably okay. the main player we, we we rely on now is probably Mikel Antonio. Mm. You know, we need. We need him to be to be our focal point, really. He can single-handedly, you know, win you a game and just cause cause murders for 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 other 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 defenses. So I tell you who I really like from West Ham, actually. Um, I do like Lanzini a lot. Yeah, I do like Lanzini. I don't know what's happened. I know he had that injury. Yeah, well, Manu Manu been he's unlucky. You know, he was, he got in the Argentinian squad and then obviously yeah that injury happened in it did his cruise ship and then came back and then uh obviously then he broke his collarbone mm. um oh he broke his collarbone as well yeah yeah he's oh, got, 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 got a guy there he broke his collarbone so mm. he needed uh he needed that what he needed obviously surgery on that um but i'm trying to think as well on top of that on top of mikhail actually i'm gonna say probably need Declan Rice to perform as well. Mm. For as young as he is, he's he's. He, he, we need him every week to perform. Yeah. Can you see Declan Rice going straight to the top? Uh, yeah, I can do. You can. Then, oh yeah, like the Declan Rice that I've seen now since I've come back from when I left before. Mm. Like the changes is phenomenal. Yeah, it, it, it does. It does seem that there's a lot of. Um, not pressure, yeah, like a lot of pressure on him because he's he's so young, but he plays every game, and you know, like you said, you do look to him a lot to actually be on it. Mm -hmm. so, and that again, and that can be sometimes that's to players' own detriment. Mm. You know, if you do have a string of high quality performances, yeah. That's the standard people hold you to. Yeah. So therefore, you need to stay in and around them standards. Mm. And if you don't, and you slip off them standards, then obviously that's when people get on your back. Yeah. Someone is asked this question, and I'll I'll say why I'm asking you in a sec. How vital is Mark Noble in and around the team? Uh, Nobles is huge. Mm. Um. Uh. On the pitch, off the pitch, you know, he knows the club inside out. 
Yeah. Uh, and again, he's another one that people will will look to. You know, you, like as a team, you have them days where, you know, it's just not going well and passes aren't going where they want to and people's touches, you know, aren't, aren't there. But again, he's always one of them players that wants the ball and will always try and get get things going, get things moving. Yeah. Who, who's that? No, forget that one. Before you, I'm going to ask this question, but when you look at goalkeepers now in that world football, which goalkeeper to you stands out at where you like, wow, this keeper is absolutely unreal? Uh, at the minute, um, I'm going to say Ter Stegen, probably. They're, 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 they're the easy ones because mm. they're, they're, the, they're at the best teams. Mm. But then also you look at, you know, the times where, or saves that they've made, you know, if it's been nil-nil and then their team's gone on to win. Yeah. Arguably, argue, arguably yeah, they're the best team. So maybe they would have gone and won anyway if if uh, if they were to go one-nil down. But probably, or I'd, actually I'd probably say Jan Oblak. He's up there as well. Oh, Atletico. Atletico Madrid. Yeah. Jan Oblak's up there. Yeah. Do you, do you look at like young up and coming keepers? Like you know, like, you know, like the way we look at young players coming through. Like, do you, you know, have a have an eye out for like young keepers who are up and coming? Um. Yeah, I would have done. Uh, especially when I was in the championship, if you've got different keepers coming on loan from Premier League clubs, mm -hmm. or they've given a chance uh, somewhere. Um. Okay, we've got two. We've got less, less than two minutes remaining on this. All right. Um, well, well, I'll just say a quick one. Like yeah. when I was in the championship, uh, one of the keepers that I did I did look out for, and you know was was wondering how he got on was 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 Dean Henderson, and he's just kicked on again to another level. You know, the, the Sheffield United one. Sheffield United goalkeeper. Yeah. He's on loan. Yeah. He's on loan from Man United. So yeah. Um, you know, he's kicked on and he's, again, excelled in the, yeah, in the great season uh, yeah. in the Prem. Love that. But yeah, there's literally one minute 22. So um, everyone that had other questions, I've literally got 24 questions. Here, sorry. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, this has been good. I hope you've had fun. No, I've, been, I've enjoyed um, it. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Um, no, guys, no. we've got our next Daps Can Chat soon. You know, just stay locked in. But Darren, all the best during this quarantine time. No, you know, you stay safe. And I look forward to seeing on. you back out there. And um, yeah, so Darren, in a bit. Thank you very much, man. That's top man. Speak yeah, soon. Man. Take right. it easy. Stay safe. See you, mate. All right. Bye-bye. Well. Yeah, everyone, thank you for locking in. I now have 30 seconds left. So thank you guys for joining in. Um, it's been a good one. We will be back with a very special um, Daps Can Chat later on this week. I might just release the details for that one tomorrow. So um, stay tuned to see who it is. And um, everyone, don't forget to follow me to keep updated and everything. So yeah, guys, until next time. Bye.